cliffcentral.com. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Welcome to it. It's another one of those really, really, really great times. It's the shortest time. Radio show. Now, this is absolutely fantastic right here. My name is Weza, that guy. You can call me Weza Matomane, and we're going to have a great time with you. Now, I've, I'm joined by a couple of really cool people today. Um, some of these guys right here are go getters. They are in right now in places where they really, really always wanted to be in, and uh, they've had to hustle. You know, they had to knock on doors. They have to do quite a lot of things before they got to where they are right now. So, it's really, really cool that we get a chat to young people doing great things. It is, after all, still youth month so it's really good that we get to highlight some really really amazing youth doing absolutely amazing things thank you very much for joining us by the way and of course every single time we we are in these type of sessions you are part of the tribe of superstar leaders when you're listening to us right now just by you interacting with you interacting through uh to Twitter, whether you're interacting through uh, WhatsApp, or even if you just, you know, you listen regularly. I know that there's a lot of you guys, you listen a lot. You might not always tweet, you know, might not always say something, but every single time I meet you guys on the street, you're like, hey, I listen to your show. And I'm really, really thankful for that as well. You know what, guys? In the last two weeks, I've been saying it is winning season, people. Winning season. And I'm still in winning season right now. Ditombawini's coming in right now. It's winning season, baby. You need to declare that into your life. Because ever since that time, I told you that I'm going to make a certificate saying, this certifies that Wezama Tomane has made it in life. You know that certificate? Every After I said that I was going to make that certificate, things have been happening. And in fact, I feel like I pretty much made it in life. <laughs> Guys, today I signed a contract, a big one. My biggest contract that I've signed in my life so far. I'm talking seven figures, people. I'm talking big things. <laughs> I'm so excited, guys. But anyway, everyone in the whole country will know about it pretty soon. It's something that's going to come out pretty soon. It's going to be in your face. It's going to be everywhere. You can't hide from the greatness. It's just going to be everywhere. It's going to be uncontainable. That will make sure that that certificate that I want to make for myself really comes into fruition. And I think I encourage you to make that same certificate for yourself. Declare. It's winning season, people. Just say it. Say it. It's winning season. You don't want to hear nothing unless it's good news. I ain't taking no more calls unless you got good news. <laughs> you need to do that. It's a really, really good exercise. And it actually just helps you just feel positive about the entire day as well. So that's always a really, really cool thing, I think. So let's talk about the hustle, guys. Because the hustle's not always easy. I'm joined by a lady right here who normally works right here at Cliff Central. Her name is uh, Simpiwe. Simpiwe, how you doing? I'm good, you? I'm fantastic. Simpiwe, talk about the hustle, man. You're out here. You're working at Cliff Central. <laughs> um, right now, you are, um, are you working permanently? Are you an intern? What is your position currently at this position? Currently, <laughs> I am an intern yeah, yeah. at cliffcentral.com. Oh, fantastic stuff. You know, a lot of people want to be interns at Cliff Central, but um, everyone is sending emails and stuff. Not all, everyone gets in, though. Something made you unique or special. What did you do? Ooh, um, so I, I, I wrote. Yeah. A, a really long email. A long email. Yes. Oh, so they have to be long, these emails. N- no. <laughs> yeah. The reason why is because I was doing my third year. Yeah. And I don't have much work experience. So yeah. my CV is kind of, mm, 
bland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just sold myself on the yeah. email. I was like, hey, I'd like to be an intern. Yeah. And I possess these qualities. Mm. And I think I'd be a great asset to your organization. Yeah. And I think, you know, I want to work amongst the best. And I think you are the best. Fantastic. So I'd love to just get that opportunity to learn. Mm. And yeah, then I got an email saying, hey, we don't have anything available, yeah. but let's have a chat. And then uh, Rena replied to that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I walked in, uh, we spoke, and mm. she's like, well, you can come through on Monday for a week, mm-hmm. um, unpaid, and yeah. Uh, just, yeah, yeah, I came through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I want to stay. Week one came And then week two came And next minute Rina was like Okay we'll take you on For a month mm-hmm. uh, A month became Six months yeah. And that got extended To now So wow, yeah Wow wow <laughs> Absolutely fantastic That's pretty cool man But tell me Was it just A one email wonder Ooh <laughs> um, Regarding Cliff Central Yes But yeah. um, I had sent A dozen emails out In fact over a dozen mm-hmm. um, I'd sent I I, I've always wanted to be in media yeah. So in my final year Where it became part time I had a lot of time in my hands So I was like Ah this year I'm getting an internship I started in Jan Sending out emails To a lot of media companies And I got tired When March came I was like Okay I'm done mm-hmm. Let me try corporate um, mm-hmm. I sent out a bunch of emails there About like Hey you know This yeah. is what I'm majoring in Project and strategic management mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to intern there Yeah it was only in August, I think, that I actually got a f- feedback, which oh, was wow. from Clip Central. Yeah. The only one. And I was sure. like, you know what? <laughs> it's one, but I'm going to make sure that this opportunity, I take it with both hands and I run. Yeah. And yeah, my, my sister was like, yeah, wow, it's been about time you get a reply. Because she thought I was lying. I was Shame. like, I've been yeah. here sending emails, you know? <laughs> like, I'm here, like, every day. But yeah. Yeah, wow. Now, tell me, were you sitting at home that entire time? Like, for instance, uh, were you sending out emails while still studying? I know you said that's when you started, but um, there probably came a time where time was just going past and then eventually school is finished, but you're still at home. Yeah. So my course was like, I only had to go to class like once a month. Mm. No, once a week. Yeah, once a month type of thing. So I'm at home, I'm chilling, and I'm like, you know what? This is the year where I'm going to get an internship. And I was very uh, purposeful in terms of wanting an internship. I didn't want to get a permanent job because I was like, yeah. no, this this is a trap, y'all. This is a trap. <laughs> uh, next minute, I'm comfortable with the salary, and then I'm not pursuing my dream. So I said, yeah. you know what? I want to learn because I studied business. Mm. And January, February, March It just went on and on And I was at home And I'm seeing my friends They're like Yo girl we're doing our final Yeah Some of my other friends They they got internships fast And I was like Yo but God why Why are you leaving me behind Like why Why am I here Every day busy with data And just like can someone reply? Because what's even worse is that people don't reply to say, "Oh, we got your email, thanks," but there's no vacancies. Yeah. No dollar. So I'm like, what the hell am I doing wrong? And when I did get the email from Rena, I was just like, yes, this yes. this this is for me. Yeah. I'm yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I'm still here, so yeah, hopefully yeah. now I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll become permanent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, this is really cool. You know, it's it's always interesting to hear, you know, what is the journey really like? Because uh, a lot of people looking from the outside, looking in, think that, oh, she just got it lucky. She probably knows someone on the inside, you know, because they feel like their emails get rejected and they're wondering how you got it, you know? I wish I knew someone in the inside. I mean, all my friends are studying business mm. um, and I had friends starting their own businesses and they're like, why don't you start your own ish? And I'm like, I do want to do that. I do want to go into just starting my own business, but I have this passion for media and I studied business and I'm not going to get it yeah. if I just start my own thing. That's not, I'm not going to get that experience that I desperately want and desperately need. Mm. And I'm not going to get those contacts that I need. You know, I'm talking to Ezra, that guy. I was never going to know Ezra, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like never, like in a million years. So I was very mindful in that, in that I can start my own thing, be successful, but Media, come on Like there's just something about it That I can't let it go mm. And my sister was always like You know, you can get this internship guy And earn this much And I'm like, I know But once I become comfortable In that salary mm. And once I start bringing back The bacon And now there's black tax And this I'm not going to leave it Because I'm yeah. always going to be like Yo, there's security in this mm. But if I follow my dreams And start now As a young person I promise you, y'all Y'all going to know my name very soon <laughs> Well done, well done <laughs> Her name is Simpiwe, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> but now tell me, Simpiwe, um, you see, you mentioned black tax a little earlier. You know, this thing of follow your dreams, it sometimes feels like it's easier for people who have it easy at home. There's no pressure, there's money, so oh, I'm just going to follow my dream. Whereas a child who really needs money... Um, which which one were you? Were you the type of person, you know, in in pers- position A? You know, black tax was a real thing, or were you in in quadrant B where it was like, ah, oh, no man, it's all chilled. I'm definitely in A. Yeah, uh, I grew up with my grand and sister, mm-hmm. so my sister's the breadwinner at home, mm-hmm. and she was like. Um, she said to me You know when you grow older You need to help out financially mm. And first, when I got the, the, the contract To say hey Come on for six months yeah. it, it, it said This is how much you're getting And as an intern You don't get paid much Mm, mm, and mm. at home they were like, okay, at least you bring home something. Yeah, you know, you but can I'm pay. Sure. You can pick one bill, uh. and you can pay. Hey. So it started from there, from day one. The minute I started earning, at home they're like, this is your responsibility, and you need to yeah. pay that. Mm. And it's it's been hard because now they're looking at me. And they're like, you've been there for ten months, girl. Come on now, Ish. this paper needs to grow. Yeah, and I'm just like, it's a journey. Relax. Mm. I, I I know what I'm doing. Uh, being an intern is is not the best uh, place to be yeah. financially, mm. but I know that in the long term it's going to serve me well. Yeah. And um, as a black child, ish, yes, we we do have that pressure to make it. Like today, you get a job; tomorrow, you are a millionaire, and you're buying your grandmother a house, and you're buying this, and you're fixing the house. But I can't do that now. Mm. Um, I I hope and I pray that in the near future I get to do things like that for my grand. Mm. But they must just be patient. But black text is very real. Yeah. Oh because I think it's interesting that you could um though you know you have these pressures of having to try and provide for the family and, and you know black text being a real thing, you could still say no, I'm going to be patient. Three more months of waiting, but I, but I'm still going to wait one more month because I think my dream, let me give my dream one more chance. One more month, guys. One more month. What kept you going? It was, it was funny. I, 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 I was in bed and I was crying and I said, you know what, God, I am, this is like the years coming to an end. I've not done what I said I wanted to do. Mm. 
I'm going to send out these emails and if nothing comes from it, I'm done. Like I'm never going to pursue this ever again. Mm, I'm mm, 21. Mm, I've been saying that I'm the next Oprah. I've been saying it, but nothing is coming to yeah. life. Like I, I can't, I can't do this to myself. This is not helping me. Yeah. And literally like, I think two weeks later, he answered and I was mm. like, wow. Okay. Thank you. There is a God. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and it was so funny because Reno was saying, you know, your email came in the, just the right time, just before I started looking for another intern. And I was like, look at God. Yeah. <laughs> look at God. Like wow. I sent it at the right time. And I just hope more opportunities like that come my way. And, um, it's not just me sitting down and saying, yes, I want to be the next Oprah, but I'm actually also taking steps to say, Hey, you know what? Child, you need to send emails, you need to buy data, even though you know that data life is very high and it's very expensive. You need to do that and you need to invest in yourself. Yeah. And also being in an environment like this, I've taken the time to learn not only about what goes on in the media industry, but learn things about myself. You know, I thought I had it all put together and I was like, ah, this is easy. Mm-mm, child, there's a lot to learn, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you yourself just have to sometimes keep quiet and be like, I don't know it all. Mm. Let me learn. Let me let me Oh, okay. How did Gareth Cliff do it? Okay. How did this guy do it? How yeah. did he do it? Okay. That's okay. That, oh, oh, I see. Oh, all right. Cool. My mm. path might look like this and not looking at somebody else and saying, yo, but Weza is a radio host. He is a voiceover artist. He's earning six figures now. <laughs> and, and I'm only here as an intern. Like, what am I doing wrong? But just understanding the process and that everything's going to happen. And I just need to keep on doing this. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's literally. The only thing mm. Actually you know What touched me What you were saying Is when you were Just um, crying At some point uh, And sometimes I mean the, Those type of things Happen where you are So frustrated You know I, I remember My own journey too You know Where you You really want This so bad man You really want This so bad And you can't understand Why it's not coming Right now Because you think You're ready you know, and you think you got it already. So why, why, why not me? Why not now? Yeah. yeah. And I think what's worse is, was in high school, um, I've always been someone who's very strategic in what I do. Mm. So when I started grade eight, I was like, okay, grade eight, I need to get this. Uh, grade nine, I need to do that. Okay. Grade 10, I need to get my white blazer, this and that. And mm. it all happened according yeah. to that plan. Uh-huh. So now I've left high school and what's no, this, this is my plan of life. This is me saying, okay, this year I want to achieve this, do that, do, and it's not happening I couldn't understand I was just like I'm such a failure Why? 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 That's how I literally felt Because I was like Oh my gosh My degree is almost up I enjoyed it so much But why aren't I achieving these things? I, I did this in high school I I, I set goals I, I did mm. the whole oh, Okay 2016 This is A, B, C And it was not None of it And it was just like Yo yeah Life is real And you just have to be patient sometimes And you yeah. just have to say You know what? Yeah, like just let things be because mm. I can't control everything, and yeah. uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> In fact, to- still talking about that that frustration, that deep frustration. I remember this one time, uh, I I uh, was doing a certain show, and I'm backstage, and I'm passing this group of people, and this one guy stops me and says, "Sorry, are you Weza?" And I said, "Yes." He's like, "Oh, I hate you, by the way." And then I I was like, "Oh, okay." Then he's like, "You can go," and I walked away, and I thought. That's odd. That's weird. A year later, that same guy came to me and said, um, could you please be my mentor? And I was like, whoa, okay. And this actually got me to realize something that people sometimes mistake hate for 
a, a, a deep frustration they have with their own potential and they really feel that shucks man you represent all my missed opportunities and I don't hate you I just hate the idea that I am not there yet and and sometimes you know, those strong emotions happen when you are really passionate about something and you cry about it. And in fact, sometimes nowadays, I'll be honest, I've never said this out loud before, but sometimes even nowadays, I cry just thinking back on how bad I wanted it then and how I'm living that right now. And that's deep. Yeah. That is really, really, that, that's real right there. Like I, I, I would generally sit and I would think, wow, look at it. It's happening. The way I've always dreamt about it. My gosh, it's, it took a while, but I, I, and, and the interesting thing is when you're there, you realize that, man, I wouldn't, I, would, I was actually not ready for, for what, you know, cause when you see yourself now and you're thinking the qualities I have now, what I've learned in the journey, I was not ready to, to handle all of this back then. And maybe I would have failed or maybe I wouldn't have handled it with as much poise as I can handle it now. So sometimes you actually also appreciate the journey. There are a couple of, you know, thought leaders that would say that, um, on the way to you becoming a self-made millionaire or maybe like a super successful person, if that's what you want to become, it is not so much the destination that is important, but it is the person you become in the process that because once you reach that destination, what's next, you know? Um, and sometimes people get there and then they lose it all. But because of the person they've become, they are now a person that attracts that type of achievement and you're able to make it back twice as fast. Or, or in fact, you know, sometimes with way less effort because you just embody what that type of, um, you know, what, what that type of thing really de- demands. And that's sometimes always the cool thing. Hey man, so, uh, you know, all the best with your future. Uh, it's really cool that we got to chat with you. Uh, future Oprah of South Africa yes. and the world. Yes. Her name is Simpiwe. We only know your name. Why don't you just give us the full government? Oh my gosh. So, Ikamalamu Simpiwe is a Mihilim Tetwa. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at yeah. Zim Tetwa, Instagram Zim Tetwa. In fact, it's just Zim Tetwa everywhere. And yeah. that's me. Fantastic. Well, Watch thank you the very space. much. Nah. Yes. Nah. Yes. Fantastic. This is one of the lovely ladies right here at Cliff Central. There are many of them, but she's also definitely one of the stars. She's always smiling, always taking selfies of people and putting them up on the website and everywhere. And there's always like 10 different takes of everything before we get the right one. So she's really cool. So thank you very much for joining us. She's just amazing. And it, we, we, like talking to amazing people people who inspire us or in fact even just uh you know um they they talk truth they talk about really cool things that we're interested in and of course all we want to do is just um inspire each other and try to make sure that we grow as the tribe of superstar leaders next up i'm going to be chatting to a gentleman who's also doing some really really cool things and let's check him out right after this this is cliffcentral.com it's kupu it's kupu yours ain't banging like mine no yo what's up guys it's your girl Gigi lamaine and you're tuned into the unplugged radio show on Thursdays, right here on Cliff Central from 12 to 1 p.m., baby. Are you ready? Yeah, so we are still ready, rocked, uh, re- uh, jacked up and good to go. We're right now chatting to a gentleman that's also doing some really cool things. Um, uh, he is from the Eastern Cape. How are you doing, brother? 
I know, let's just make sure that the whole tribe can understand <laughs> us. You know, even though we, it is so much easier to just speak in Kosa, but, uh, you know, just to make sure that the worldwide audience can hear us right here. Yeah. We're going to try and keep it, uh, universal. Where you from? Tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, um, uh, well, I'm Yamgela Kivit. Yeah. Uh, originally born in the Eastern Cape. Uh, yeah. Grew up in Peter Marisburg for half of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to Joburg in 2012. Uh, like anybody, like most people, I came to Joburg to hustle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I own a company that's called Kiev Projects and Consulting. Mm-hmm. In that company, we own numerous other businesses. We have equity in restaurants. We have equity in digital marketing uh, businesses. Mm. Uh, we're involved in property development and yeah. so on. Yeah. Hey, man, you're mentioning the big words only, man. <laughs> big words only. Tell me, though, um, let's, let's, before we even get to the big words and how you got to speak the language, you come from Eastern Cape. Uh, we did your, was your education also from Eastern Cape? Okay, um, in in the Eastern Cape, I think I was there until grade four. Okay, uh, I stayed with my grandmother, mm-hmm. um, and then in grade four, because my mom was working in Johannesburg, she was yeah. like, "Come to Joburg." Mm-hmm. Uh, Straight after that, my mom got married, so I had to move to Peter Marisburg. Um, um, so she she moved with you to Peter Marisburg. Yeah, then okay. she moved uh, with me to Peter Marisburg. So in sure. Peter Marisburg, then um, I had most of the rest of my primary school years were there, mm-hmm. and my high school years. And then in 20, the, 2012, I moved to Joburg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. So twenty twelve. How old are you at this time? Okay, uh, 17 years 17 old. years yeah. old, coming to the big city. Yamkela comes to Josie. Yamkela comes to Josie, and it was actually a, a very interesting one because I grew up in the type of, um, family setup where, like, most black children, your, uh, your blood father, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. as many would call them, yeah, uh, biological is, is father, absent, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it 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 stirred up because I knew him and I knew that he was wealthy oh. and I just knew that he was just not involved in my life and mm. I knew that he was a man that just lived down the road Jeez. to where I originally came from. So automatically, when I was moving to Joburg, uh, there was no other thing in me than I need to get to the city and I need to make it. Mm. Uh, I can't afford not to make it because I need to show people that even if you have been rejected or whatever, you have the ability to turn that situation around and be a testimony to people and show them that actually you can become a success. Mm. Wow. So so you you felt like your father rejected you? Like, is, is that... Oh, don't you think maybe it was just a difference between you and okay well i mean it's this is like deep politics right it yeah. could it could have been your mother saying no i reject him but it could have been him as well i think for me it's i've come to a level of maturity where at that time it was a blame game mm-hmm. uh at this level in my life it's not that so it's to say that for whatever situation mm. that it was it never worked out you yeah. never got to establish a mm. relationship at that time yeah. uh, and it might have not been because he wanted to disrupt my f- future or mm. someone wanted to disrupt my future but it was because there were certain principles i had to learn in life that i might have not learned if he was mm. present yeah 
Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, it's always good, you know, to um, to just change one's perspective. It's the same problem, but if you just look at it differently and you look at the silver linings, what can we learn about this, or what could we, um, what what positives came out of it? You know, I, I think that's what you have decided to do. Uh, I've heard once from a friend that uh, uh, the reason why on a camera the lens is the most expensive is because perspective is that important. Yeah, I think perspective is very critical in mm. a person's life because how you view things determines how you will even uh, execute things in your yeah, life. Yeah. Uh, people, some people do not execute and become effective in life, not mm. because they weren't designed to be effective in life, but because the perspective that they had of their life, which was based on their circumstance, have mm. stopped them from thinking bigger and yeah. being effective in how they do things. It goes to a small things that someone who thinks that they are destined for post- poverty, whose perspective is that poverty is the ultimate for their lives, mm-hmm. they will not execute their tasks as well as a person who has changed their perspective and said, I can come out of poverty, I can be mm. successful. Because the one that wants to be successful, he's going to plan his days. Yeah. He's going to be effective in how he does things. He's going to make sure that excellence is the key in whatever he does. So mm. perspective is very critical. A mind shift is yeah. very critical. Mm. Mm. Which is actually pretty cool. I like that fact. That um, And uh, I want to actually ask you this. Did you maybe, because your father, though he was not active in your life, because he was successful and uh, wealthy, did you believe that of yourself and saying, well, I am of his bloodline, therefore it is kind of expected that I too will be successful and wealthy. It's just my minimum requirement. Um, Actually, I think that was the mentality. And to be very, to be very honest with you, I was very inspired Mm. by his materialistic achievement. Mm. And I think when people would say that I would look like him, uh, because I'd go down the streets and everyone would say, hey, these big ears and everything, you look like this person. And automatically it said to me that, okay, if this individual can do this and I'm, I'm in his bloodline, definitely I can even do double or triple. Yeah, yeah. And... I even say this, it's a testimony for me in life now that Mm. I know that what I am doing in life at this age that I am doing, Mm. it's almost double or triple what my father was doing. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is absolutely fantastic. It it actually um, speaks to uh, something I heard once, uh, an example that was being made. Um, saying that back in the slave trade, they had these these slaves that were taken from Africa and they were now in America, and uh, they were they were busy selling them on a certain day, and um, the one of the merchants was particularly interested in one slave. Now that slave had his you know his chest outwards as he walked, he had his shoulders mm. um, uh, you know nice and broad. He had this kick to his walk as well, and he had his chin up, and it seemed as if you know he carried himself. Totally different from all the other slaves, and they were, and then the guy said, "Hey, how much for that one? I want that one." And the you know the dude said, "No, no, no, that one's not for sale." And they're like, "Why?" Uh, well, this guy right here, um, I found out his story is that he's from Africa in a place where his father was the chief, and uh, he is the prince. Like his father was the king, and he's now the prince. Mm. And uh, though he's here, but he still carries himself like a prince. Yeah. He he, the way he does his work is like the quality of a prince. 
the way he addresses people, the way he just does everything is totally different. And therefore, he's not like the other slaves and I cannot sell him because he's too valuable to me. And that's actually something interesting because this person, though removed from that place uh, where he was an actual prince, he never stopped believing that about himself. And he never stopped believing that that is his value. And though things look different right now, you look like a slave because everyone else around you looks like a slave too. You're being treated like a slave. But he never allowed his insight to change. You know, he still carried himself in a certain way and he believed a certain thing about himself. Do you think that maybe somehow you kind of relate or resonate with this type of character? I think even beyond uh, the, 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 the biological point yeah. of view, um, mm-hmm. I've, one of the things that I discovered in my life is from a young age, uh, when I was around 17 years old, mm. I wanted to know my identity. Who am mm. I? Yeah. Uh, because whenever you understand your identity, then you become effective in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I understood my identity and I pictured my destiny as successful, as wealthy, I then carried myself out as that, you know. Wow. When I went into a meeting, you know, people would see this short guy, but the way in which he came into the meeting, the confidence, mm-hmm. the way he is dressed, the way he says things, the way he speaks automatically it spoke and was in line with my destiny. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I like that. I like to hear those type of things. Uh huh. Yeah. So I think, I think one of the, the, the main distractors of uh, young people in society today is when people become controlled by circumstance than destiny. Mm. Um, it's, it's you, if, if you allow circumstance to tell you circumstance is limited to your reality right now, but if you allow destiny, to control you it will control how you talk it will control how you uh, how you come into meetings it will control the atmosphere of the meetings you are coming into because mm. you need to live in the culture of your destiny wow the culture of your destiny wow and that this is where do you learn these things do you read books how do you how do you come up with these things i think for me uh even despite uh reading uh um I, I always say that because of my belief, uh, which I'm always straight about it, I'm a, I'm a Christian, um, uh, there's been a certain level of wisdom that has been given to me through grace and favor, you know. Um, and experience also teaches you these things. You get mm-hmm. to learn and you get to grow that if I do this, this becomes effective and it works in my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's actually quite fantastic. So, I mean, um, Yamgela comes to Josie. Uh, he's 17 years old. He, um, finishes off with matric. And then now what happened next? So after that, I tried to start, uh, a Christian publication, which has Eternity Gospel Lifestyle Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried that off. It was popular. People were speaking about it. Media was speaking about it. We had the likes of Pastor Solis, uh, Soli Mashlangu and uh, Israel Moseslas. Uh, we had in our events Abo Hausa and so on. Mm-hmm. So it was, we, we had kind of a lot of people involved in that project. Mm. Uh, um, I tried to pull it off when the day I was launching uh, the event, because it was an event where we were 
we were starting off, you know, budget was limited. So we had a full on concert to launch the event, to pre-launch the event, to pre-launch the publication. Yeah. And on that day, the person that I was in partnership stole the money yo, from the pre-launch tickets. So then, you, you can imagine now the, the media coverage you've been going to. Christian event. Christian event. Mm. You've got Wangenusata. the. <laughs> So yeah. you can imagine that you've got people to pay. You've got about a list of 10 artists and which are not just any mm. artists, yeah. you know, the top artists at that time. You need to be paying them and you coming to them and you telling them the money was stolen. He withdrew all the money and he took all the cash that was there. There is no money. Jeez, how old are you at this stage? At this stage, I have just turned 18. Mm. I'm actually a few days. Yeah. I've yeah. just 10, 18 years yeah. old. And you can imagine you're speaking to people double or triple your age. You know? yeah. You're telling them that money has been stolen to a person that's older than you. Young Shaya Shaya. No? Yeah, they were they like, did, I should have never trusted kids. I should have never trusted uh, kids. Mm. And it was a difficult one because after that, I have I had built the name Gayam uh, Gela so much around that space. You know, after that, I... I struggled to regain credibility in yeah, people. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, because now a lot of people were associating you here, Omunyati, a longer cook, you mm, know, mm, long mm, mm. and you, and it was a very difficult space in time. And I remember, uh, to to my, and I always say that if this had never happened, I would have probably not been where I am because I had given up. Mm. I remember that this neighbor of mine uh, who who be, who has become like an uncle, you know, uh, he came down and he came to the Eastern Cape at that time. It was in December and he was like, you know what? Um, and then I pitched to him that I also want to do a music project. And then he was like, Okay, come back. When you come back to Joburg, let's talk about it. Let's set a budget. I'll help you out, you know. Mm-hmm. Straight after that, I think it was after three days after that, I said, I'm going back to Joburg. Mm. You know, I took a bus from the Eastern Cape and I came to Joburg, met up with him. We got the project out. We did the recording. The CD was out. It was in Christian stores and so on. And it was selling. It has one uh, independent gospel music award oh, award yeah. for best praise album. And we, cool. did, and we did that. But it was, I knew that being a musician was not my calling. Mm. Being an entrepreneur was my calling. But I needed to go through the journey of also becoming a musician to learn some of the principles that Mm. I need to know in being an entrepreneur. Wow, yeah. That's sometimes what happens. As a young person, you... You start off in a certain career, not that necessarily you're supposed to be in that career, but it's just, um, you're supposed to be in career, in a career that is a deriv- derivative of that one. Yeah. So sometimes it's actually not a bad thing that you went through it so that you can get to know and get to understand exactly how your customer or your client works yeah. so that you can, um, you, so that you'd be able to make a good product for them when you need to service them. Yeah. Mm. And I think it taught me so much because from there I, I got to learn how to deal with people. Mm. When you're a musician, you're dealing with band, you're dealing with all these people, you're dealing with people on a day to day basis. Sure. And you get to understand those are critical skills of business mm. because in business in this day and age, it's relationships that sustain you. Uh, if people do business a lot with people that they know, people mm. buy from people that they know, True. whose values that they know, people give 
setting deals to people. So relationships are the fundamental of business in the 21st century. So if I hadn't gone there, I would have not made some of the relationships that I made at that time. And I probably would have not been able to manage the relationships that I have today in business. Mm, mm. So I I went there, I went into music and after being in music, uh, I launched uh, my business, which was uh, YD Communications. I did events, yeah. sound, stage hiring and all that. The business did well. We did numerous, uh, we did numerous, um, corporate things. I bought my first car. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, it was an exciting thing, yeah. you know. Uh, what after- was your first car? It was a Renault. Okay, fantastic. At least you didn't go like Verpa or something. No, 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 no. Because then you're like deep in the debts and then you're thinking, no, you know, yeah. No, no, no. It was a Renault McGain. Um, mm-hmm. I, I believe in a cash life. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person that stands yeah. up for a cash life, mm-hmm. you know. I think a lot of, um, really traditional people hate debt. Is that, do you feel the same? I do. Hey, yeah. um, uh, I, 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 I don't hate debt, mm-hmm. but, I I hate the assumption that I have what I have because someone borrowed me something to have it. Yeah. Uh I'd rather have what I have and say that I have it because I've obtained it fully. Mm. And the other thing is when you're an entrepreneur, you need to be I've I've learned that business has seasons. Mm-hmm. And if 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 you do not understand seasons, you'll be frustrated. And one of the things that I always say is I try to make most of my things cash mm-hmm. so that if things are rough, they don't come as on repossessly mode. Yeah. At least yeah. in Yawazo Kambe Motiam, I can go into a meeting and park my car and people can still take me seriously and yeah. then go and stress at home, you know, yeah, alone. Yeah. But knowing that I've got shelter and I've got a car. Fantastic. Yeah. That's actually really good to live within your means and not yeah. to try too much to, to impress, uh, you know, the, the, the people watching. Whereas you know that you're not really affording to live here all the time. Yeah. And I think it, it comes back to the, I always speak of this. Uh, I always say that I live on a motto that says enjoy today to enjoy tomorrow. Mm. A lot of young people don't do that. You need to enjoy today because endurance says that I understand I'm going to get to the process or the season of enjoyment, but I understand Mm. that there are principles and there are things that I need to grasp within the endurance process so Mm. that by the time I'm enjoying, I don't come back to endurance. Because a lot of the people who didn't quite uh, learn enough in endurance phase go to enjoy and then they come back They come back to endurance. it's, It's so bitter to come back to endurance. And the sad part when you come back to endurance is the sad part. And I've realized it and experienced it into mm. in business that when I've come back from a, a time where my salary was this much, let's say mm. that my salary maybe was 50 per month, you know, mm. or something like that. I'm just yeah. speaking. Sure, out of, sure. So and then you're coming back now and you're coming to a season where you need to survive on 10. Mm. That's where the principles that you learned on endurance play a vital and critical role that yeah. how do you actually stand it out mm. so you need to understand that you need to enjoy today to enjoy tomorrow don't mm. rush thing uh mm. th- this culture of people 
posting Bentleys and wanting instant gratification without mm. the process. It's the culture that is destroying the life of entrepreneurship in young people. Mm. That's why you find that there are young people, you find that someone is at a young age and they're having heart attacks. There's no way you're not going to have heart attacks <laughs> if you went forth and you went for an installment of a car. That, uh, you don't even have a house, but your installment is almost triple. The, you should have a heart attack. I mean, you are frustrated. You know, you're in that car. Yeah. You oh, you're driving someone else's car. You should be frustrated. It's someone else's belonging. So you find that there's a lot of young people, heart attacks, all these other things. Some of them, you see them posting. I always watch my WhatsApps, you know. I mm-hmm. see people posting, life is so depressing and so mm. on. And, mm. and mm. this person is driving a Mac and they're living in a small apartment yeah. and I've seen these hashtag uh Midrand starter pack like <laughs> and they say if, if a guy lives in Midrand it's a nice car inside the inside the flat there's pretty much almost nothing. That's what um that's what is is seen as popular. There's a lot of guys who, who are living this facade like life, yeah? And uh, you and you know what I always say it's it comes back to this thing that as black people we need to move away from the mentality of being survivors. Mm. To actually being legacy people mm. And the pe- the things that make people do these things Is because a lot of us black people Have been tuned in to get something Just to show that I have something To survive having gotten something And a few people look 20 di- years down the line And say that Okay, when I do this How is it going to impact me 20 years down the line Am I building a legacy for my children mm-hmm. Are my children going to have a stable home Is my wife going to come into a stable lifestyle Is she going to come into a stable home All those type of things uh, it, And it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a fundamental thing I see it every day in business Where yeah. people are just building businesses Just for the sake of them driving a vrpa Mm. No one sees the greater picture That we yeah. actually want to get black businesses On JSE We actually yeah. want to get black businesses To be selling shares to the public We want to get black businesses That will be launching a pad For other black businesses I always say I look at Vusi Tembewayo, his growth fund that is introducing. Mm -hmm. And I say, that's where black people should be moving. You know, we want to accumulate wealth so that we can be able to build other young people to be able to accumulate wealth as well. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that by the time the next generation is starting, they're not starting on the same footprint that I started in. I mean, I always say, downtown Josie. Up mm-hmm. and down and so on. So it shouldn't happen that my children now have to be walking up, up and down downtown Josie, but uh, their phones get stolen, all these type of things. Yeah. You know, we must create a legacy now. Business and life needs to be about legacy. Wow. Absolutely fantastic. That's actually a really, really, um, you know, profound statement. I actually like that. There's, um, there's something I say sometimes, uh, it, it might seem like a joke at times, but it actually has a bit of truth in it. Uh, and I'd like to hear your comment on it is that, uh, when going on holiday, white people want to look like they have nothing. Like when they go on holiday, they almost go and act like they have nothing. And black people want to go and act like they have everything. Like mm-hmm. what I mean is white people go 
camping and they want to you know yeah. let's let's pretend we don't have a bed or a house <laughs> <laughs> and they're like you know they go and use a tent mm-hmm. sleep with like a sleeping bag and fish and let's pretend we don't have electricity or anything let's make our own fire and that's like exciting to them and with black people you know it's almost totally different yeah uh i'll, I'll tell you my view on that yeah i always say this that there's a reality that there are things that we are supposed to enjoy on earth. Mm. You are supposed to enjoy a nice car on yeah. earth. You are supposed to enjoy a comfortable bed on earth. Mm. You don't know after life if they will actually have that bed. Uh, you don't know if they're going to have a Mercedes after, after, after life. Yeah. You don't know if it's going to be that. So there are things that I don't, I don't say to people, deprive yourself of good things mm. but the principle should be live according to your means mm. and i don't i don't say to people live less because now you so end up you know i find that white people enjoy that because it's their culture of living it's something that they've gone through for a long time because you'll find that when you go to the mountain and sleep on the floor and whatever whilst you would have enjoyed being in a bed and your means could allow that so what i'm trying to say is People must also find it into themselves to enjoy things, you know, but enjoy things at a pace that they can afford mm. those things. Yeah, no, that's actually really, really important. You're right. Um, they, they, um, there's some uh, stats actually here that are pretty interesting. I'll just try and read them. Um, the title says, are SA youth spenders or savers? So uh, it says here, according to the recent Old Mutual Savings and Investments Monitor, only 26% of youth aged between 18 and 30 are saving for retirement, while only 31% are saving for um, emergencies. In contrast, 34% are saving for a car, 26% are saving to pay off debt, and up to 16% um, um, what? Uh, up, up for, up from 16% last year. So that means that we are having an increase of people saving to either pay off debt or saving to, to buy a car and those type of things rather than saving for future and, and so on as well. It, it just goes on to, to just, um, you know, mention that, uh, quite a lot of youth. I think about, uh, the, it also states that 68% of youth said that they have had to cut down on expenses and up to 55% last year and 36 the previous year. So it's increasing as well in terms of that. It looks like um, youth are spenders and they're spenders on materialistic things that are not necessarily long term. Yeah, I think it's, 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 it's really a sad reality uh, mm. in our country right now that a lot of young people, young people have been awakened in terms of education mm. uh, but now i think because of what we see this glossiness that we've been exposed to uh, mm. we've not been taught about the importance of acquiring assets mm. and a lot of young people are more on a journey of acquiring liabilities than assets which mm. is very dangerous which means that a lot of young people are actually living a life where their children will be in the same trap yeah. in the next generation. So, so, um, Robert Kiyosaki explained beautifully what's the difference between an asset and, um, a liability. A lot of us have this misconception uh, that certain things are actually assets. Um, would you mind telling us a car? Is it an asset or a liability? Okay. Uh, I always give this explanation about my car. Mm-hmm. Okay. My car 
I regard it as an asset. Mm. The reason I regard it as an asset is when I bought the car, it was bought purely for business use. Mm. It's bought to actually make me acquire more business. So what I do with my car is when I look at the installment of the car, I look at what that car brought me. Mm-hmm. In terms of cash injection So what an asset should be able to do It should be able to bring you more mm-hmm. Or it should be able to sustain you So for example uh, A commune for example I've got a commune also A commune You look at a commune And a commune for the fact that It brings you money It mm-hmm. becomes an asset And it becomes an asset that's generating money for you yeah. So a car when it's just for pleasure It's not an asset It's yeah. a liability but when a car is used to generate income, it's an asset. You need it to generate cars. Mm. I'm in sales. Yes. I'm in marketing. I'm always in meetings. I need to be driving around. Mm. So it makes sense that my car is an asset. But if a car is just for the pure sake of it being splashed out and people say it becomes a liability. Yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally making quite a lot of sense there. Thank you very much for that. So, bro, um, just in conclusion, tell us. Um, you know, one last message on for the youth and then tell us where we could find you. You you will want to follow your life a little and see what, you know, what cool things you have to say uh, on social media as well. Okay. Um, well, one last me- message to, to youth is keep going, you know, uh, keep pushing. Um, learn that take your preparation ser- season very seriously. Uh, do things to excel, not just to do things. Uh, in terms of following me, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. Yamkela Kivit. Kivit sounds like a very, uh, Western surname. Let, let, sp- let me spell it. <laughs> K-I-V-I-E-T. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Yamkela Kivit. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Yamkela Kivit. Mm. Uh, if you want to find us, uh, if you want to email me, you can get me through Yamkela at marketmagnet.co.za. Yamkela at yamkelakivit.co.za um, and then where where could you find me this weekend I'm in Durban I'm at the Youth Explosive with Kayam Tetwa uh, Norma the Idols winner mm-hmm. and I'll be speaking there and equipping people on business yeah, yeah absolutely fantastic well there's another one he's part of the tribe of superstar leaders he's doing great things for himself thank you very much for coming through brother we certainly hope that your Durban trip goes well Th- thank you so much for having me um it's it's such an honor to be able to share yeah uh, such things to the public really great stuff it. great stuff well it is certainly that time of the hour right now it's the fastest hour of the week i always say every time you listen to this show sometimes if you're listening live it means that tomorrow's friday it's always a really good thing right yes 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 um certainly feeling good myself hashtag Winning season, baby. It's always winning season. I hope that you also start winning as well. I hope you get into a new level. This is the Cliff Central Show. It is the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Signing out. Cliffcentral.com